welcome to Backwards Plan with BNT, January 2024. Marie and I are thrilled that you are here and ready to dive into some work smarter, not harder planning with us. This mini series will take you through five days, five steps, and five minutes of quick and careful planning to ensure your next semester is organized, evenly paced, and dynamic. Welcome to day three, formatives and lessons. Backwards Plan with BNT is sponsored by Happy Hour, where educators gather for extra servings of BNT, new resources, and bite-sized PD at just $7 a month. Happy Hour members enjoy one very happy hour of content monthly, a new resource collage, and access to all live coaching events hosted by BNT. This month, we're introducing Happy Hour Gold at $27 a month, unlocking everything from the classic offer, plus instant access to our five ELA content workshop experiences. Dive into our workshop library with unlimited access as long as you stay. As a bonus for joining Happy Hour today, we're sharing a sub-plan template with you. With these templates, there's no longer a need to write your sub-plans from scratch. And since during this planning challenge, we'll be encouraging you to take your days, a solid template that's easy to follow will come in handy. We're about to get started planning for day three, but before you do, be sure to check out happy hour at bravenewteaching.com slash happy hour. We can't wait to see you inside. Let's get started right away with the third day of our backwards planning challenge. Today, we're focused on formative assessments and lesson plans. And while it might seem like, oh my gosh, at this point, I haven't really done anything, right? You organize your calendar, you've counted your days, you've plotted some summative assessments. We've done a lot of other things in between. And it might be tempting today to start really filling things out. I want you to push pause on that impulse. And I want us to really think about our formative assessments. Okay, so on your calendar, you have marked where you right now think your summatives are going to go. This might change today based on our formatives. So formative assessment is something that I think we plan a little too casually sometimes. And like that's okay, like check-ins or exit tickets, like that kind of formative assessment is fine. But the formative assessments that we are designing to build up to our summative really need to be carefully placed, designed, and intentional. So one way to think about this is how long and what needs to be practiced before game day. So apologies to those of you who are not athletic or sports people. I can come up with another metaphor for another episode, but let's stick with the sports metaphor for a second, just to kind of keep our analogies straight. If you are preparing for a soccer game, we'll go with my sport that I know. When we're preparing for a tournament or a really important game, or we're trying to be better at winning, 
the practices that I attend and the practices or, or a run, whether you're coaching or you're playing, all of those are intentionally designed to help remedy struggles that we've seen in former games, right? And other summatives. So we need to make sure that where we place our formatives and how frequently we have them matches the need of the upcoming game. So if we've played, you know, whatever, six games and we've scored zero goals, we're going to be working a lot on shooting and, and pretty frequently, right? So if your students have been writing, you know, pretty frequently in the first semester, you're in the second semester now, and you already know, okay, so we are still struggling with um, analysis of evidence. We want to make sure that the formatives leading into your writing summative where they're going to have to analyze evidence, that there are plenty of chances for students to practice that skill in a assessment setting. We're practicing it casually, you know, during conversation and discussions and in all those places, but we want opportunities for students to sit and write the same way that they're going to sit and write for their summative. Or if your summative is going to be a Socratic seminar, we want to make sure that we've done discussion types of formatives along the way, not just slapping <laughs> a discussion at the end, even though the whole time during the unit we've been writing, right? So this is where the planning part is really important for us to organize our formatives. If you are a member of happy hour and you have your Google calendar, you will see that I have placed on the calendar for you a formative for every Monday. Personally, I, in a unit where we're doing something more traditional, like a novel, uh, an all class novel unit, I like to have a formative assessment every single Monday. That's my preferred day of the week to do assessments. You can move it to whatever day you want to. That's super easy. But for me, my formatives, I want them to all look the same and as closely attached to the summative as possible, because then they're actually practicing in an environment that's very close to the game, right? Like when we do go to soccer practice, I don't practice with them on a trampoline and then at game day, let them play on turf, right? I don't, I don't, we try to mimic the environment as much as possible. So my formatives in a novel unit are going to be a Sesame Street quiz followed by a short answer. The Sesame Street is measuring the progress of reading, their comprehension, right? What's going on in terms of reading, but the short answer question is giving them a chance to write a claim, find evidence, practice writing analysis, right? Do, they're doing a body paragraph. Every single week, they're writing a body paragraph for me in a testing situation. And that's giving me lots of points of contact with kids to see how they're doing. So I need to figure out, okay, in, in unit four, uh, I only have five weeks because in the calendar, we've got spring break, we've got this other day off, and I really want to fit it in this area. Okay. So how much time do I have for them to practice? If I only have room for three formatives, that might encourage me to adjust my summative. So right now you're playing with math. You don't need to do any of the actual work, but you need to look at what's real, what's in front of you and what the numbers are. So based on where your summatives are right now, figure out how many formatives are possible in that unit. And also, if you have a second, right, you have these five minutes here, mark the order in which the skills need to be practiced. So what needs to happen first, second, third, so on. Are you practicing the same thing, right? Maybe this is a, a literary analysis essay. They've already done one before. This is a, we're repeating skills we practice first semester. Awesome. But maybe you're introducing something new. What are the skills that need to be introduced first, second, third? 
that is your first job for today. Your second job for today would be to fill in other lessons on your calendar that are going to feed into that. So, right, like let's say your first formative of your Julius Caesar unit is going to be on Monday, March, whatever. What needs to happen the week prior in order for that formative to make sense there, right? They need to have watched all of act one and completed two close reads. Okay, so I'm going to write watch, close read, close read, and then formative. You don't need to fill in every day, but generally speaking, what needs to happen in order for those formatives to happen. So this is backwards planning in all its beauty, right? We've started with the summative, we've filled in the formatives, and now we know which types of lessons need to lead in to each of your formatives. I think if anyone was listening to this podcast and didn't know what teaching was, they'd think I'd lost my mind because what I'm saying out loud sounds pretty, pretty ludicrous. <laughs> but that's what we're going to do. So your first, right, outlining those formatives, second, filling in your lessons, and then third step would be to audit your calendar thus far. Step back. Look at how much you have planned. We have only been doing this for about 15 minutes to in total. Uh, I've gone over a couple of my episodes, but generally speaking, I mean, we have done very little time, but there's a lot of bang for your buck happening right now if you're looking at your calendar. Look at your Trello board. Again, if you're a Happy Hour member, look at your Trello board and look at how you've been able to drag and drop and move these things around in a way that feels really good to you. With that audit, do you need to make any changes? What's needed? What can be edited? Is there anything you need to change at this point? Because all of a sudden, like real time, you're thinking, oof, trying to stretch Julius Caesar from uh, March over spring break and then into April, that doesn't make any sense. I really want to end Caesar before spring break, right? Like if there are any of those types of like real life and real time adjustments that you can make now, this is the time to do that. All right, everyone, thank you for joining me on day three. We will see you tomorrow for gateways and essential questions. It's going to be a wonderful day and a whole new bonus introduced tomorrow for everyone. See you tomorrow.